This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hey everyone, welcome to the Bolts broadcast. I was about to say a brand new hockey podcast, but I I remember that you know we got rid of that Chase. But uh, Chase joining me as always. How you doing? Yeah, doing pretty good. Uh, hopefully, I sound a little clearer. Uh, we are apart as is going to be the new norm. You know, with, with Mike being back at school, but hopefully, I sound a little clearer because I got a brand new podcasting mic set up. Hell yeah, brand new setup looks nice. I know you sent me a couple pictures and. Uh, it took a little bit. We wanted to get it, get uh, Chase's new setup going last week, but unfortunately, it came like what was it? A couple hours after we finished recording. Legitimately, two hours after. Yeah, so a little rough, but we're up and going now. So it's going to be hopefully uh, much better quality, and uh, we're going to have a lot of fun today because, of course, we are now moving on to the Eastern Conference Finals. We'll talk about our last game against Boston that we did not cover and talk about who we're going to play in a couple minutes here. But first, Chase, we've got to talk about some news. Uh, First off, let's go over to Alaska as the University of Alaska Anchorage is in danger of losing their program. I haven't heard this. This is all coming from you, so let me know what's up. Yeah, so I didn't even hear about this till yesterday until my brother mentioned something to me. He's like, oh, crap, I looked into it. So I don't know exactly what's going on. It, from what I understand, uh, it seems that the program is starting to lose funding. Uh, could be possibly COVID-related. Could also just be in general. Uh, they're trying to push the board to vote on it come February compared to voting coming up now soon. Uh, you know, they're hoping they can play a season this year and obviously continue playing for years. You know, University of Alabama Huntsville had a similar kind of issue. We talked about it on the podcast. They were in danger of losing their program. They got a lot of crowdfunding. Teams able to survive. So UAA is hoping for the same kind of thing. Uh, they have, I'm pretty sure Jay Beagle, if I'm not mistaken, is their only NHLer. Um, so, you know, maybe he can help out in some way, kind of like Kim Talbot helped spread the word for uh, Alabama Huntsville. But they're yeah right now they're in danger. So if they end up doing some sort of crowdsourcing fund type program, uh, you know we'll share the link to that if once I come across it. And uh, I, it, it would it would be a shame if they had to lose their program. It just loses another opportunity for kids to develop their hockey skills and then possibly be an NHL player. Yeah, absolutely. And we never want to see the game of hockey uh, decrease when it comes to opportunity. So hopefully they are. Uh, Okay for the future, again, Chase uh, and I will share that link if anything comes up. And it's going to be really tough because Alaska, it seems like their main sport is hockey. So uh, a a little bit surprising to me, but at the same time, I mean, Alaska is not a very big state and it's kind of understandable. Yeah, it's it's tough for their programs, you know, like the college hockey level and the junior level because they're in Alaska. Even if it is one of their bigger sports, it's a lot of travel when you're going across the country to... You know, if you got to go to the northeast or you got to go down to the south to play, and you're going from Alaska, like you, you can't drive that. You got, you got to fly, and it's, it's just they don't really have the budget for it. So it's, it's always kind of scraping by for those programs, but they've been able to manage thus far. So hopefully they can continue. 
Yeah, absolutely. All right, Chase, we now talk about our little brothers in state, the Florida Panthers, as they have a new GM. Yeah, that GM goes by the name of Bill Zito. Uh, he was a former assistant GM of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, not really a, a name that I know too much about, uh, a name I've heard around, but not a guy I know a ton about. Uh, you know, he'll, he'll get an opportunity to see what he can do with the Panthers. Uh, you know, I... It would have been cool to see Kevin Weeks. Like that was one of the things we saw possibly mentioned for Florida. It would have been cool to see him get in front of office, see what he could do. But at the end of the day, they go with someone who has a little more experience in that sector of the game. So understandable. Uh, right now, Florida's they're they're in a weird spot thanks to the horrendous signing of Sergey Bobrovsky and then the drafting as well as of Spencer Knight just makes no sense to me or anybody. I'm sure for that matter. But so we'll see what uh, Zito can do with the Florida team. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be interesting to see what he can do. Maybe he can bring that team to prominence and uh, you know go toe to toe with our Tampa Bay Lightning. But uh, likely that'll be a while before that happens. Uh, well, Chase, you were talking about Kevin Weeks, a sports broadcaster, possibly getting a uh, GM job, and we've got another sports broadcaster's name coming into the mix when it comes to the Arizona Coyotes GM job. Yeah, everyone's favorite, Pierre Maguire. Uh, his name's been thrown in the hat for interviewing for this Arizona Coyotes job. Uh, he's a former NHL coach, so it's not, not like he lacks experience at that level, but he just he just bugs me so much. He bugs I'm sure he bugs 95% of people so much. It, it would be interesting to see him in the front office because he could either do a great job or an absolutely horrendous job. I don't think there's any in between, and I lean more towards horrendous than anything. But uh, I don't know. I... As, much, as cool as it would be like see some of the people that are in the media get those jobs, I'm still more of a fan of going to the more qualified people. So is he qualified for the just because of the little bit of coaching he did a while back? I'm, I'm, I'm not so sure. But we'll wait and see. Well, if this happens, Chase, you won't have to be annoyed by Pierre Maguire's presence on NBC or really any hockey broadcast anymore. So that would be nice. That is true. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, I, I did a little research with Pierre Maguire, and uh, obviously knowing he was with the Pittsburgh Penguins as an assistant coach, um, but then there was a little uh, controversy with him when he was the head coach of, gosh, who was it? Was it Hartford? Yep. When he was head coach with Hartford, he was uh, feeding some information to Edmonton. So that's a little sleazy. That's a little bit of a, a slime ball move. Um, so who knows what's happening there? Maybe he uh, is looking to do the same with Arizona, just screw him over even more. That would be absolutely tough for the Arizona Coyote fans because, man, they've gone through it all. That franchise would have to move if they went through something like that, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Chase, let's now talk about two trades, one happening this week and then one happening the week prior, but we just totally forgot to mention for some reason. So first, let's start off with the one this week. Jake Allen, he's moving on over to Montreal. Yep, so Jake Allen going from the St. Louis Blues, uh, being moved for a couple draft picks, Not, nothing major. Uh, it's it's a weird trade to me. So I get it for St. Louis, and they're trying to clear up some cap, but for Montreal, I don't get how this makes sense. I'm a big Caden Primo guy. I think he's ready to be a full-time backup now and then start developing those skills to become the full-time replacement for Carey Price down the road. But obviously Montreal feels different. They think he should go back to the American League, and they must think they're in a competitive, like a real competitive spot right now trading for a backup goalie like Jake Allen when really they're not. Max Domi, he might not be on the team next year. Shea Weber might not be playing anymore. 
Like, we, we, just, we don't know what's going to happen with this team. The trade is just bizarre. But Montreal just, the last few years, seems to just love to shoot themselves in the foot. Yeah, absolutely. And it looks like Jake Allen only has one year left on his contract, if I'm correct here. And mm-hmm. that's that's a... I mean, I, I kind of understand, you know, bringing a 30-year-old, uh, one year left on his contract, let's get a, a solid backup for sure if we don't think our young guy is ready to step up into that NHL role. But yeah, I agree with you, Chase. I don't know if this team is in a competitive spot. Obviously, they take out the Pittsburgh Penguins in the, um, not the first round, but the, why am I forgetting the name of it? The, the playing series. The play-in series. Perfect. Uh, yeah, so they take out the Pittsburgh Penguins in the play-in series, but they don't do much after that. So uh, really unsure on the move overall. Giving up a third and only getting back Jake Allen on a seventh doesn't really make the most sense to me, especially in this upcoming draft because it is a pretty deep draft. Uh, but hey, maybe Montreal knows something that we don't and maybe this move is going to work out. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I like Jake Allen. I thought he had the potential to be a legit number one goalie for a while. Went through some struggles and never really fully bounced back. You know, he's shown some promise, but I, it just still just doesn't make sense for Montreal. I I, I, don't, even want, I don't even want to say St. Louis like won either. I guess you can say they won because they got, you know, a third, seventh rounder and then cleared up some cap, but it's not even anything that major at the end of the day, I guess. Yeah, absolutely, and on the announcement of this trade, I saw a couple Blues fans thrown in, hey, you traded the you traded the wrong goalie. Apparently, them wanting Jordan Bennington gone. We'll have to ask Tom Franklin on what he thinks of that because, uh, you know, I, I think I would prefer Jordan Bennington, definitely a younger goalie. Uh, I'm not sold on him being an elite NHL goalie, but uh, I, I think I'd rather Bennington. What say you? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'd lean the same way. Just the sample size is small, of course, but you know, he helped that team win and stay on the cup. He's played pretty well. I don't think he's like a top like eight to ten goalie in the league by any means. You know, good enough to start a good chunk of games for you, it seems to be. But I think that's kind of his max, and maybe that even drops off at some point. I'm not sure. Uh, regardless, I don't like even love the goaltending situation for St. Louis. I wouldn't even have that much of a problem if they, you know, explored like a younger backup who could possibly like fully take the reins in a couple of years just because like um Bennington's good don't no, like don't get me wrong he, he, should, he obviously carried that team to that cup but he's not like a superstar and you it's, it's much better if you can have a superstar goalie on your team 100% agree with you there Chase all right let's talk about the next trade that happened uh this was of course uh, a week ago and this was Kasperi Kapanen moving over to the Penguins this one a bigger trade uh involved the Penguins 15th overall pick and a couple other pieces and boy oh boy I think Toronto absolutely robbed Pittsburgh in this one yeah I think everybody thinks this um Jim Rutherford he really seems like he is nearing the end of his timeline as GM of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Questionable decisions have been made throughout the years. Um, I He has not helped this team the way they should. This should be a team that should be in a prime position to try to compete for another Stanley Cup or two, but they're just not. Their window is very quickly closing. Uh, they might only have a year or two left, honestly. Their roster is going to have to start being broken down. They're not really going to be able to keep both goalies. Malkin, Crosby, Latang are all getting older. This, they don't have much more to work with, and... When it comes time where the Penguins really start struggling, Jim Rutherford's not going to have any idea what to do if he's even still GM at that point, and he'll quickly get the can. 
So this team is kind of unraveling quickly, if you ask me. Kapanen, he's a, he's an NHL player. He's a solid NHL player. Nothing special, but he's solid. You, you can trust him on the ice. But giving up the 15th overall pick, I just, it's just not it for me because I would rather have somebody in this draft at that 15th pick than Casper Kapanen, personally. Yeah, absolutely. And then putting the whole trade together, it was Kapanen, Pontus Aberg, Jesper Lindgren over to the Penguins, Evan Rodriguez, Philip Hollander, and David Warsawski, plus that 15th overall selection to the, the Maple Leafs. And honestly, I think Philip Hollander could be a better pro than Kasperi Kapanen. So seeing Hollander and the 15th go over uh, just for basically Kapanen, uh, definitely a shock move for me. Yeah, Hollander has some skill for sure. Uh, we'll see him in the NHL sooner rather than later. Uh, it's you know it's very possible that he could be a better player than Kapanen. Obviously, that is in like the realm of possibilities, and I wouldn't even be that surprised either. I, if if that were to happen, this trade will just look so much worse. Especially if Toronto gets you know if if there's a defenseman in that area, which there very much could be, which is what they kind of really need right now. Who could play in a year or two? Like, Toronto could be in a great spot. Yeah, absolutely, and another bad move for Jim Rutherford. As Chase mentioned, a couple bonehead decisions by him recently, including the Brennan Tanev contract and, of course, the Jack Johnson contract, which absolutely plagued them in this year's playing round because Jack Johnson, he was uh, out there for a majority of the goals against in that Montreal series. He, he was the worst player in the playoffs. Absolutely. All right, Chase, let's now talk about Ryan Reeves as he gets a one-game suspension after his hit to the head of Tyler Mott. Yeah, so this hit, like, it was, I don't know, it, it was obviously a hit to the head, so you, you got to call it, and I kind of think your hands are tied in a suspension, especially with history with Ryan Reeves. But I don't, like, I definitely don't think it was intentional. It was kind of a weird angle, weird timing of play. Um, he still probably would have given the suspension. One game is plenty. Can't remember the NHL thinks one playoff game is two regular season games in terms of value. So it's like getting two regular season games. So I, you know, I, th- I think it's fair. It was a clean hit to the head, but it, it definitely was did not look like his intent. Yeah, for sure. And Ryan Reeves was not happy about the ejection in the game as uh, we see video of him going back into the tunnel, just absolutely freaking out, which understandable game seven, you definitely don't want that to happen. But uh, now he gets to move on to the next series. He does have to sit for one game, but Vegas looking like they're in a very nice position to possibly move forward to that Stanley Cup final. All right, Chase, before we talk about our Tampa Bay Lightning and their final game against Boston, including what's next for our Tampa Bay Lightning, we're first going to take a look at the Devil's State of Mind. This podcast is brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network, and it's all about the New Jersey Devils. What is up, Devils fans? It's your boy, Neil Villapiano. Make sure you check out the Devils State of Mind podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network. From Taylor Ham or Porkroll to how much we hate the Rangers, we got you covered. New episodes every Monday, wherever you listen to podcasts or on the Hockey Podcast Network website. And always remember to rock on. Woo! All right, welcome back. If you enjoyed that little preview of the Devil's State of Mind brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network, make sure you go check them out on anywhere you get your podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Play, anything like that. All right, Chase, let's now talk about our last game with the Boston Bruins. Again, our series only went to five games. We took them out uh, 
with some ease. And our final game took us to two overtimes, but we got the job done. Yeah, it, it was great to win in game five. Uh, two pretty quick series for the Tampa Lightning. You know, works for me. It helps keep the team fresh, letting me a little bit of downtime in between series. Uh, so, but Boston, you know, they, they put up a good effort this whole series. Obviously not having Tuka Rask hurts them. Yarrow Halak can only do so much for the team. And even the team in front of them struggled to really put out a product that was worthy of moving on to the next round. So Tampa wins this game 3-2, second overtime. Victor Hedman gets the overtime winning goal. Nothing like crazy fancy goal just happens. You know, a kind of regular shot goal. Puck goes in the net. We'll, we'll take it anyway. We can get it. Uh, goals from Tampa Lightning came from Andre Plot, Anthony Sorelli, then, of course, Victor Hedman. Uh, this is another game where the regular contributors from this playoffs just kind of keep on keep on going, really. We're getting some good depth scoring. Uh, these guys who played more of a role, or you assumed were going to play more of a role coming in, have really produced not necessarily like high numbers, but they've produced numbers as well as playing that role. They've been really efficient players. Uh, hopefully we can keep that rolling into round three. Yeah, absolutely. And we talked about in the last series that Vasilevsky wasn't on top of his game against Columbus. However, when he came into this Boston series, he looked absolutely spectacular. In this final game, he had a 9-5-7 save, uh, only letting up two goals on 47 shots. Pretty spectacular. One of those being a power play goal, of course. Um, but Chase, let's take a quick look at Boston's side and what really affected them against our Tampa Bay Lightning is you weren't getting the high production numbers out of their top guys like David Pasternak, Patrice Bergeron, Brad Marchand. I would argue that David Krejci was their best player and that is not the key to success. Yeah, I'd have to agree. He did look pretty good in this series and if you, if you got guys like Pasternak and Bergeron that aren't performing and on the back end, Tori Krug, who isn't living up to expectations, you're going to struggle, especially if your depth isn't fully kicking in. And their, you know, their depth, they worked hard. They didn't produce quite like Tampa's did. So they can only take you so far. It's, you know, it's, I want like, it's kind of like Dallas who Dallas, they won their series. We'll talk about them in a minute, but like Tyler Sagan, he has very little, very little amount of points and goals throughout this playoff so far. He's kind of struggled, but the rest of the team is performing so well at like around him that it doesn't matter. Where in Boston, that wasn't really the case. They The stars, they weren't performing, and then the guys around them weren't performing either. So that just kind of led them to where they are now. Absolutely. All right, Chase, that now pushes us on to the Eastern Conference Finals. And in this series, we're going to be facing the New York Islanders. And something really strange with the whole uh, playoffs in round two was that every series, a team had a 3-1 lead. Tampa obviously closed it out in five games. Uh, the other three all went to game seven, but the team that had that 3-1 series lead eventually did win in that game seven. So uh, really strange to look at there, but uh, yeah, Islanders instead of the Flyers. Your thoughts on that? You know, I as I said before, you get past Boston, I think you get past anybody you should expect to at least. Uh, so this this Islanders team is probably the lesser of the two teams I wanted to play, though, between them and Philly. They play a really strong, structured defensive game. You're, Barry Trotz, he's going to get the most out of his guys every night. They're not a fun team to play against. They're, you know, they're going to they're gonna trap you. They're going to shut down your star players. So it's all about efficiency of this team. And good thing Tampa's a pretty efficient team. Uh, they get those grade-A scoring chances and tend to put them in the net. So it's going to be a lot of when you get those chances, you cannot afford to not capitalize on them. If you get a power play, you got to score on those power plays or at least get chances going, get some momentum going. 
it, it's not going to be an easy series. This this is one that I expect to probably go pretty close to the distance. Uh, if, if it goes less than that and Tampa wins, that would be great. But I'd expect it to go the distance, but I still think Tampa can take the series. Yeah, I've got two thoughts when I think of this series. Two very distinctly different thoughts. And one, it's the Islanders. We just beat the Boston Bruins in five. This is going to be a breeze. But then I also think this is the Islanders. And they play a very defensive, boring game that we've we've talked about for yep. many, many episodes. They have such a boring game, such a boring trap game in the middle of the ice. And it's just so slow, but hey, it's effective. And it's definitely going to be a tough series, but I, I do also sometimes think the Islanders have faced the Flyers and the Capitals. I don't think either of those teams are up to the level of our Tampa Bay Lightning. Oh, no. So maybe uh, they get a little starstruck here. They go, holy shit, this team is obviously superior to those other teams, and it might be a quick series. But uh, I, I tend to agree with you, Chase. I think that this is going to be a lot tougher series than uh, most people would think. Um, I'm hoping that the Islanders are just absolutely shocked by the pure talent that is on our Tampa Bay Lightning team, and we can take them out somewhat quickly. But I'd agree with you. I'm, I'm going to go six games. We're going to take this one in six games, a 4-2 to two series. Um but now we'll move on to the Western Conference Finals as obviously one of these teams will make it to the Stanley Cup Finals and possibly we could be facing them if we get past the New York Islanders. Uh, this series, the Vegas Golden Knights, the Dallas Stars, uh, two teams that are, are, are pretty good. They're pretty well-rounded and uh, teams that definitely have a shot to take the cup. Yeah, so I've been on Dallas all year uh, when I did my playoff bracket. I had Dallas coming out of the Western Conference. And if I remember collect- correctly, I had them playing Vegas too, so that kind of works out pretty well. <laughs> um, this, this is going to be a great series, honestly. I'm really going to enjoy the series. Uh, I It would have been kind of cool to see Vancouver end up winning that series, but definitely didn't expect them to do that. Uh, you know, I'm obviously going to enjoy our Tampa Bay Lightning New York Islanders series, but this one in the West is just more appealing to me as just a general hockey fan. Uh, you know, there's a lot of talent on both sides of the rosters. There's some superstars, uh, you know, the superstars for Dallas really haven't been performing too much, but the Duff guys have been getting going. Uh, there's that whole goaltending controversy w- with the Vegas Golden Knights. There's going to be a lot to watch in this series. Uh, I hope this one goes to distance, and I do think it will. I think it'll be six or seven. I'm going to lean towards seven in favor of Dallas. Yeah, I agree with you, Chase, in the fact that uh, this is definitely going to be the more interesting series. And that's super surprising because we talk about it all the time, how we think Eastern Conference hockey is just so much more entertaining. Because um, it is. How, however, this these two series, I, I got to favor the West, obviously, because Vegas and Dallas, they are both uh, a very good teams. Both teams that are actually high-flying. They don't play that boring West type of hockey. Um, so I'm definitely going to be interested to see how this series pans out. However, I do want to look at Colorado and Vancouver real quick. Both teams are the losers in round two of the West. Uh Two teams I can see being very successful in the future. Obviously, if we saw those teams play against each other, we would have saw Quinn Hughes versus Kale McCarr, Nathan McKinnon versus Elias Pettersson. Uh, a very good series, I think, uh, that we could be seeing in many, many years to come. Yeah, of 
of all the teams in the NHL right now, the team that's going to be the most successful over the next 10 years is the Colorado Avalanche. And the next closest, I would lean towards the Vancouver Canucks. Those two teams have a lot of potential. Uh, it's going to create for some more fun hockey in the West, finally. I've been waiting on that for years. Uh, I you know I can't wait to see these teams develop. You know, I, I was reading something the other day, and like they, this person agreed with me with what I just kind of said. They said, if you have to say who the best team is in five years, the only team that you can reasonably say is Colorado because like you know they've got their key guys locked down they've got the salary cap and when they need to sign those guys they have great young talent they still have prospects in the wings still have draft picks you know this team could be borderline dominant for quite a few years which would be fun to watch uh you know I, I still want our Tampa Lightning to be the best team in the league year and year out cuz why not but it would be fun to see some dominance out of Colorado as well yeah, absolutely, and we cannot go without talking about Thatcher Demko. Uh, he really put on a show in Vancouver's last three games, uh, and he is definitely a guy that is going to be the future of this team, and it's really nice for Vancouver because Jacob Markstrom, he's a free agent this year. I think after Thatcher Demko's performance, they don't really got to think about re-signing Markstrom. No, Demko was clearly the guy who was going to be moving forward in the future, uh, like he has showed through these playoffs or the games that he played that he's ready to take on that load. He's someone who, you know, a lot of hockey fans who know his name understand how much potential and talent that he has. So the fact that it's finally, you know, coming to fruition, it's coming up onto the center stage, and he's looking like he's got that, you know, dominant number one goalie type of performance in him. Uh, why even sign Markstrom? If you want to sign him for a 1A, 1B situation for next year, you know, sure, that's fine. Maybe you can trade him at the deadline or something. But there's no need. You can keep that salary, try to you know address other issues if you really want to make like a legitimate push next year. I understand, agree with you. And if they do, for some reason, bring back Markstrom and don't get rid of him before the trade deadline, he is obviously going to be up for grabs for the Seattle Kraken. And, and that's hard to just lose someone of that caliber. So I would agree with you. I, I think you use that salary cap elsewhere rather than bring him back for a year and then he gets nabbed by Seattle. Yeah, you know, it, it would it would suck if they re-signed him and then just lose him for nothing. Exactly. All right, Chase, we have the Islanders, the Tampa Bay Lightning. You said you think it's going to go the distance. Give me your official prediction of how many games and who takes the series. So, t- Tampa Isles, I am going to have to say we will play six games – and Tampa Bay Lightning is going to win that series. Yep, I agree with you 1,000%. And then you said you thought you're, you were taking Dallas and seven over Vegas, correct? Yep, I, I, I would lean towards seven games. I am going to take Vegas and seven, as I think Vegas makes their second Stanley Cup appearance in only three years, which would be absolutely asinine. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I. <sighs> Uh, it, it makes me a little angry, but at the same time, it's cool to see. Yeah, for sure. Maybe Seattle Kraken do the same? Probably no. not. Um, but yeah, that's it for this episode. Uh, of course, we're going to do a poll and then uh, hockey name of the day to end it off. But uh, for all of our predictions and hockey talk, that's pretty much it. All right, Chase, let's announce that new poll. Poll, I mean, nice and simple. Same kind of question asked here. Uh, how many games do you think that this third round, this conference finals will go uh, for the Eastern Conference? Of course, you know, before five, six, seven, you can say who you think is going to win. You better say Tampa Bay Lightning. If not, then you're just wrong. Sorry. Uh, so that poll will be up on Twitter for the next week. Get those votes in.
Absolutely. All right, Chase, time for hockey name of the day. Uh, scrolling down, and we have David Trinkberger. Yeah, D- David Trinkberger, you know, not not a hard name to pronounce, just just a fun little one. Uh, so Mr. Trinkberger is a German-born uh, defenseman, 6'5", 207, coming out of the college that we just talked about in this episode, University of Alaska Anchorage. You know, played four years there, uh, starting his pro career over in Germany for the Nuremberg Ice Tigers and the DEL. Not much of a point guy. He threw, let's see, how many total games was that? That was 102 total college games. He had two goals, eight assists, 10 points, 125 penalty minutes. So kind of a plugger back there on the back end. Uh, solid defensive defenseman type guy. Some decent size, 24 years old, no NHL aspirations. But, you know, I just thought it was kind of fitting that I found this name and then we talked about UAA earlier, so it just kind of worked out. Well, you're getting pretty fancy, Chase. We talk about UAA, and now you're coming up with a uh, a pretty fun name to say uh, off of their team. That's pretty, uh, that's pretty fancy of you. Yeah, I try. All right, Chase. Let's uh, now hit our fans with the outro and uh, lead them off into the sunset. As always, I want to thank you guys for listening. If you'd like to become a patron on Patreon, we'd really appreciate that. You know, you know, there's different price points. Different price points lead to different prizes, rewards. It's just still starts as low as a dollar. You go up from there. So if you can support us that way, you know, we'd really appreciate it. You can follow us on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast. That is at Bolts Broadcast. While you're at it, follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. That is at HockeyPodNet. Check out the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. Find all the podcasts of the network right there. Boom, just click the logo. Listen, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Wherever you're listening, rate us five stars. Leave a comment, send your questions, comments, concerns to us on Twitter, our DMs, email. Uh, you can comment on the podcast, leave a review, whatever you got going on. Uh, you know, if we could hear from you guys, you know, it makes our job a little more fun, a little easier, and offers up some more ideas for future shows. Absolutely. And guys, I know we did discuss the, uh, the opening of our Bolts broadcast store last week. Uh, I put the I put the fist down and just decided, hey, we're going to wait just a little bit. Chase and I want to get the products first before we start to uh, release them to you guys. Uh, we want to make sure this is high-quality stuff. We don't want to be uh, you know, taking your guys' money if it's not good quality. So uh, once we get our products in and we we figure out if it is the highest quality then we will announce the store on our twitter so make sure to stay tuned for that um we did announce it uh very briefly but i took it down because we do want to make sure that we have the highest quality stuff so uh that will be coming out soon stay tuned uh as chase and i should be getting our products very soon here and uh you know testing it out making sure that it's it's only top notch for the most top notch fans Uh, Thanks again for coming by, giving us a listen, and we'll talk to you guys soon.